Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be discussing some potential new moon rituals for you all. So have a notepad and pen ready in case you would like to follow along or just take notes for later. And if you're driving, maybe you can just <laughs> absorb it and listen again later. Um but before we get started, I do want to remind everybody that I do study the Vedic sidereal astrology system. And if you would like to see your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to generate your birth chart. And so this new moon is taking place on March 13th around 3.33 a.m. in the sidereal sign of Aquarius. So there is this emphasis on connection and networks, um, humanity, but it's also a sign of seeing things outside of the box. Aquarius always loves to ask questions and it doesn't like to take things really at face value. It always wants to see beyond what it's presented with. It's very revolutionary, okay? More specifically, we're looking at the nakshatra of Purva Bhadrapada. And this is a very deep nakshatra and a very deeply spiritualizing nakshatra. It's actually said that on a day where the moon falls in Purva Bhadrapada, it's not auspicious for any worldly activities. So it's a good time to turn inwards, to reflect, to meditate, to participate in spiritual activities. Don't push yourself. Don't do anything risky. Really choose to lay low. Maybe read about philosophy or spirituality. And, you know, this new moon, the new moon is generally attached to setting intentions and starting something new, starting something fresh. It's the beginning phase of the moon. It's like a little dark seed in the night sky. And as the moon moves and begins to gain light from the sun, it's almost like fertilizing that seed to fruition. So it's a really wonderful opportunity to set intentions. But with the energy of Purva Bhadrapada, it's not really the best time to set anything concrete. It's a it's actually a great time for endings and conclusions. And you know, so it's kind of a little bit of a conflicting energy. But what it's amazing for is reflecting, getting clarity and releasing illusions that we may have about ourselves in regards to our intentions. And this is really powerful as well, because the new moon is sitting with Neptune. And so as I mentioned on last Friday's podcast, there is going to be a lot of information coming out and a lot of various things being exposed, so to speak. But for ourselves, it's an opportunity to see where we are falling trap to illusion, where we have kind of like goggles on, where we can't see our own lives or our own intentions or path clearly. It's a wonderful opportunity to get clear on these things, whatever your intention or long-term goals, short-term goals are. And some of you who work with me, you're probably going to laugh when you hear this because I'm going to share a practice that is very dear to my heart. I think that I've shared it before 
and we'll go a little bit more in depth today, but it's a manifestation practice. And in my opinion, it it is the way that it works totally is really profound. Again, I'm not going to go too far into it on this podcast, but for me, it works in a more energetic way, but then it can also work in a more just mental way and keeping yourself in an appropriate headspace. And when we can manage to keep ourselves in an appropriate headspace, it's amazing what we can do, in my opinion. So I am going to talk about that. But Discussing Purva Vajrapada a little bit more, this nakshatra is represented by a funeral cot or a funeral pyre, which is said to be a fire of purification. And I think that a lot of us here in the West, when we hear the word purity or like purification, there's kind of like this... <laughs> type of response just because of what we've been fed and shown in terms of like religion and spirituality. And I think that if we get too fixated on purity in the way that some people interpret it, it can lead to a lot of judgment and detrimental thoughts and repression, which turns into all of these other horrible things. And that's not really the purity that I'm thinking of. When I think of purity, I think of coming back to a true essence. I think of coming back to a true essence, which is very genuine and sincere. And honestly, when I think of purity, I think of goodness of heart. It's like goodness of heart. Like it's, it's the intention is pure. What you want to create is pure. Your actions have a purity to them. You don't want to cause harm. You want to support and uplift. And so when I think of a funeral pyre and, and a fire of purification, I think of removing the layers that keep us from staying in touch with our true essence with our true authenticity. And I've seen this a lot actually recently. So I do want to talk about it. I've seen these amazing people with amazing gifts, so much insight, so much integrity, so much to offer. And sometimes they'll get in this space of, well, there's too much competition, or this field is too saturated, or my voice isn't good enough and people won't hear me because there's already all this other stuff or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't deserve it. And all of this is illusionary. All of it is illusionary. All of that is our own perspective. It's not based in reality and it's not based in your true essence because the reality is that nobody can do something like you do it. Nobody can do something exactly like you do it. People are going to resonate with you in a way they don't resonate with other people. You are going to be able to see things in a different way, perceive things a different way, interpret a different way, share a different way. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, and I'm in this space of healing and, you know, like spirituality. And so if you're also in the field of healing and spirituality, it's like, okay, so there are 100 million healers, but the world needs healing. <laughs> People need healers. There can't be enough and nobody can do it like you do it. And in terms of competition, for me, if somebody is in my field of work and there's like a quote unquote competitor, all it means is that there are more, it's going to expose more people to my field and give me more potential clientele. So the idea of competition to me 
It doesn't, you know, you just got to do what's in your heart. You've got to stay connected to that purity, that true essence of what it is that you're meant to do and share. And it may not be spiritual. It may not be um, of healing. It doesn't have to be of healing. It could be that you're an artist. It's like that is what colors life. That is what people see and moves them emotionally. That could be your dharma and your service to the world. And no one is ever going to be able to create like you do. No one's going to be able to move someone like you do. So coming back to that purity, you know, coming back to that true essence of who you are, what your dharma is. And there are some people where you have a job that pays really well and it doesn't speak to you. Like it's not something that moves you emotionally, but it helps you gain wealth so that you can have these other ventures so that you have time to do meditation or spiritual pursuits or these other side things that do move you. And, you know, I've talked about the four aims of life before. These are the areas of our life that we need to be paying attention to. One of them is artha. It's finances. It's paying attention to your finances so that you have time in your life for your dharma, for your spiritual pursuits or your higher purpose. So there's nothing wrong with having a job that isn't like this crazy, amazing job. So long as there's time in your day where you feel like you can connect with and express your true essence. What is it? What is your true essence? You know, and so I think it's an opportunity to sit with that. And so for the activity that I will recommend, you can sit down with a pen and paper. I do recommend lighting a candle so that we can honor Purva Bhadrapada and what this nakshatra represents. Get into this mindset of coming back to your true essence, you know. Um, writing down your intention. When you write down your intention, it's possible that doubts will come up. Okay, and, and let me take a step back, you know, writing down your intention, it could also be your idea of your pure essence. Like, what is it that you want to create in this life? What is it that you want to represent and exude? It could just be qualities like I want to exude generosity. I want to exude love and compassion. I want this to be my nature. But then it could also be something like, I want to have an online baking store. This is something that I want. <laughs> this is my goal. And then when doubts arise, if doubts arise, if, if no doubts arise, you know, you can skip this part. But if doubts come up, go ahead and write them down just so that you can see them. And ask yourself if it's illusionary. And this can be tricky. You may actually need an extra set of eyes. You may need to ask a friend or someone who you trust just to take a look and tell you, like, is this in my mind or is this something that's a little bit more concrete? Um, but allow this energy, you know, allow this energy to do its magic. And you may find throughout the coming weeks that you start seeing like, hey, this is an illusion. This idea that I could never attain this is just illusionary or me not thinking I'm good enough is not true me not thinking I have the willpower is not true me not thinking that I deserve it is not true 
Okay, so let them come up and notice if they're illusionary. Let it take time. You may not get an answer right away. And again, it may be a little bit challenging. You may need an, some help, some support. Then you can write the positive affirmation. My name is Jennifer and I deserve to have an online baking store and I'm creating space for it in my life now. It could be my name is Tabitha and I want to be a generous, open, loving, forgiving person and I am creating space for those qualities within myself now. And I honestly, you could write this once, you could write it a few times. I honestly write it about 20 times, so maybe 10 to 20. Um, you may write it once and feel fulfilled with that. I'll usually write it, and then when the doubts come up, I'll write the doubts off to the side, and then I'll write the positive affirmation again, and I'll do it until the doubts kind of subside. And so you can choose to do this one day, you can choose to do it on the new moon, but you can also choose to do it every day. And these are things that may shift over time, but it really is a special practice and I would recommend trying it maybe for a few days, for a few weeks. After you write the positive affirmation, write three actions that you can take every day to attain this. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. If you want to have an online bake store every day, set aside a tiny bit of money for your business. Every day, set aside 10 minutes to look at website ideas, to look at recipe ideas, to do something that keeps this at the forefront of your mind. It could be five minutes every day to talk about that you want to have a baking store, but it's three actions to keep this intention at the forefront of your mind and manifest it into your life increase its capacity you're creating space for it fill that space with thoughtful mindful genuine action if you're wanting to be a more patient loving person it could be taking time to just throughout your day say to yourself i am a patient loving person i am a patient loving person it could be to treat yourself with more patience and kindness it could be to share with others your intention. I, I'm really working on being patient and kind. Like, can you help me? Can you support me in that? You know, like, can you give me feedback on ways that I could show up more in that way? Just taking little actions every day to help implement it into your life. Um, and so this is a new moon activity. But if you want to do it every day, you could even wake up and write your three intentions for the day in regards to this. So you finish your affirmations, you write them down, and then you can write your three actions for the day that you're going to take to implement this into your life and to begin working towards it. And I think that above anything else, something that is so important to remember is that this is something from your heart. This is something that you feel connected to and something that you feel like is an expression of your authenticity and what you're here to do. And so that is something that's subject to change. And so it's always so important to allow yourself to change and not force yourself to stay the same. You know, your goals and your ambitions, they're going to move and change over time. So allow yourself that grace to change with time and to be different. Um, but to 
engage actively with what it is that you love every day and engage actively with your true essence. Not getting bogged down by illusionary ideas that have been constructed by childhood wounds, by society, by our own expectations that are perhaps unattainable. And remembering that if we're acting from a space of sincerity, and we're acting from a space of servitude and genuinity, there's not a whole lot that we can do wrong to lead ourselves astray, you know. Um, And the other thing is, you do have a gift, like you have something to offer this world. And it's special, and it's unique. And if you can hone in on that and tap into it and offer it to the world, you're doing everyone a service. You know, when, when we stay in alignment with what's real for us and what works for us and what moves us the entire world benefits from it so i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what people create and again it's like every single time i have a reading every single time i meet someone from this community i'm just like blown away with what people are envisioning and what people are creating and wanting to do with their lives um And it is, it is a service. It is a service to offer from that space of true essence and staying connected to your um, authenticity. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this gives you an idea for how to celebrate the new moon and observe the new moon. There is this connection to purity to true essence there is this connection to breaking through illusion and noticing any patterns in your life that may be illusionary or a construct of your own making something that you can let go of and release and the final thing I'll say about this is that Purva Bhadrapada is no stranger to material deficits (laughs) Purva Bhadrapada understands the world It understands imperfections. And there is no such thing as perfect. You will not be able to find one single perfect person on this earth as hard as we try. Um, And I think that sometimes we can get stuck in this space of thinking that we need to be a certain thing before we do something. You know, like, for example, you may think that you need to reach a certain level of healing in your path before you can heal. Or you think you need to achieve this certain level of knowledge before you can teach. Or you think you need to look a certain way before you're lovable. You know, that one I've heard a lot. And it's just so far from the truth. It's just so, so, so wild and far, far, far from what is reality. So really focus on what you have to offer in the here and now and understand that it's enough and there's nowhere you need to be. There's no place you need to get to in order to offer that. You have something to offer right now. Whatever knowledge you have is more than somebody else. There's someone out there who can benefit from your knowledge. It doesn't matter how healed you are. If you have a healing nature and you want to offer something to someone, you have the, you completely have the ability to heal someone and uplift someone. 
you know, and, and this could work with so many different things. There is no level of completion. We are never done. We are never done. We are never complete. We're never going to be finished. We're always in motion. We're always growing. We're always moving forward. And whatever you have to offer right here, right now is enough. And it could change someone's world. I've totally seen this happen before. It can completely change somebody's life. You have the ability to do that. Um, and so try not to get too lost in perfection or status or level or like achievement. You know, it's, they're nice. These things are nice to have and they can be very validating. But always, you know, in yourself, know that what you have right now is enough, but also be open to other people. Be open to what they have to offer and what they have to teach and what they have to share. Every moment is an opportunity to learn and to be open and to be receptive. So with that, I will call it a day. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you feel inspired to use your gifts and offer the world what you have in the here and now, which is 100% perfect in my opinion, and I'm sure in the opinion of so many others. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. You can join us on Patreon, where I do weekly horoscopes. Uh, there's a tier where you can receive a weekly recorded session. There are patron meetups. There are live classes. If you want to learn more about Vedic Sidereal Astrology, I teach um, tarot readings. There's all sorts of stuff. Follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I will talk to you all very soon. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Bye.